Welcome to Kadampa Podcasts. These podcasts offer practical solutions to daily challenges and help guide us to a happier and more peaceful state of mind. In each episode, you will find an extract from a teaching given by one of various Kadampa Buddhist teachers worldwide. All these teachings are inspired by the profound wisdom of Venerable Geshe Kelsan Gyatso Rinpoche, a Buddhist master for our time. We hope you will enjoy listening. So the book um, that I'm using in this course is How to Transform Your Life, um, which was written by my teacher, and it's um, available as a free download as well as to buy. So it's um, a really good book to get hold of if after um, after the class you feel like you've got a few questions or something that you'd like to study a little bit more, then you'll find it in this book. Okay, so this uh, this idea of um, resilience, I guess we've got to, first of all, <clears throat> try and work out what, what it is, what is this resilience, what is it that we're, we're wanting. Um, now, we can't create, unfortunately, I wish it was possible, but we can't create um, for ourselves at this time a world where there are no problems and difficulties and challenges. So without choice, each of us, um, we all have to experience various problems and difficulties. Each one of us has a story, and within that story, there's you know been various problems. And if our resilience or our inner strength is built upon only good times, if we feel strong only when everything is going okay and we have no challenges then this is really deceptive because it's not possible to have a human life and to not have problems and difficulties. Okay, so this is some um, fundamental to Buddhist view is that we don't uh, pretend that it's possible to have a life without any problems. It's somehow being able to live a life with those problems and difficulties and challenges and be able to bounce back, I suppose. So it's not that we don't crumble, you know, it's not that suddenly we become so tough, you know, nothing touches us. Uh, Still we feel pain, still we find life difficult at times, Um, and sometimes we will hit the deck, definitely we will hit the deck. But a mind of resilience is one that's able to crawl itself back up again and give it another try. That, that, that's really what resilience is. You know, I know sort of in our modern world, there's a, sort of a, a stream of thought that is like trying to teach that it's possible to live a life without any stress, any anxiety. Um, but I don't think that's possible, actually. So sorry. <laughs> I think there's always going to be you know, some level of stress and anxiety and tension in our mind because life is very challenging in many, many different ways, whether we're having to deal with big problems or just a day full of little problems. So there's always going to be some level of anxiety, some level of stress, some level of worry. So it's how we manage that. that that's, that's what's important, how we manage it and that we don't let it define us, that uh, we learn methods so that uh, in spite of 
and as well as experiencing our problems, we can become stronger. So Buddha sort of taught that actually, ultimately, in many ways, a lot of the challenges and the difficulties that we face um, can help us to become the best person we, we can possibly be. It's how we deal with these things, how we view them, how we see them. Um, so the first point is, a life without problems as a human being is not possible. And anybody that teaches that is not correct. Because I don't know anybody who hasn't got any problems and difficulties. Does anybody? You know, let's be honest, we don't, do we? And they might be at this moment experiencing, a, you know, an easier life than what we are, perhaps. But we know that it, eventually, at some point, that will change, you know, because, you know, without choice, we have to get sick. Without choice, we have to get old. Um, and eventually, we have to die. And we have to see all the people around us experiencing these things also. You know, and so Buddhism is all is very honest. You know, it's about saying, look, let's look at where we're at, what we're really experiencing, and then let's work with the truth of our of our human life, and then learn to use what we're experiencing to make us stronger, rather than to break us. Because right? a, a whole life, many people are completely broken by the end of their life. Yeah. Um, and maybe not even even before the end of their life, you know, people break, don't they? So, with with a mind of resilience, um, what we're able to do is, when these challenges and problems arise, we're able to dig deeper into our mind to find a hidden resource, and to draw on that uh, to empower us and enable us to deal with what is appearing. Um, so it helps us to rebuild once we feel broken, you know, so that we can rebuild. Now, we might not rebuild in the same way, you know, we might not. I think once we've experienced various problems and difficulties, with each problem and difficulty that we experience, we change, don't we? Do you know what I mean? It's like someone close to you dies, you change. If you experience some illness, you change. So it's not that we, 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 because I think sometimes we have an idea of this, of who we are, but it's actually not based on who we are now. It's someone who we were, perhaps, before our problems and difficulties arose. And we're always fighting to try and get back to that person, you know. You know, And it's not possible, because we're changed. We're, we're different. Our problems and difficulties have changed us, and we are different. So um, one of the things we can let go of is this idea of getting back to something. <laughs> we can let go of who we were, and learn to begin to work with and accept who we are now. And that's changing also. And who we're going to be next week is going to be completely different to who we are today. So our challenges and our difficulties are not something that we need to reject. They're something that we need to learn to work with. Um, there is, it is not possible to live in this world and to not have problems and difficulties. And I know I'm laboring that, but if we think about it, you know, it's sort of pumped into our society that it is somehow, isn't it? You know, we, we, we're sort of given this perfect picture of what life could be like if we only didn't have, if we only didn't have our life, really. <laughs> if we could just get rid of our life <laughs> and have someone else's life that's in this, you know, 
uh, presentation in this media, then we would have no problems. Uh, but actually, that's false, isn't it? It's just a, it's actually a marketing ploy. That's all that is. And in reality, uh, a life with problems and difficulties, aging, sickness and death is completely normal and unavoidable. So this is the first step about building resilience, um, is that we learn to see and experience the truth and we stop fighting against it. So a resilient person recognizes that life is difficult and that there are challenges. Um, but we don't see this as a sign of weakness. You know, how many times in our life do we experience problems and we feel shamed? You know, or we expect, we can't, we don't feel, can't tell people. You know, or we feel that somehow we're weak and other people are so strong because they don't seem to have these problems and difficulties. So often what we do is we then uh, identify with these problems and difficulties and we see ourselves somehow as a lesser person. Yeah. Um, and this is completely incorrect because everybody we meet and everybody we know, even the people who look like they've got it together, you know, even people who look like they've got these amazing worlds, if you sat and talked to them and really got to know them, they would tell you their story and there would be problems and difficulties and challenges and worries within their life. Okay. So our resilience is, um, is the capacity to keep going regardless of our setbacks. Okay. And it's accepting that with each problem and difficulty, we will change, and that's okay. So it's an, an acceptance. Many people experience horrendous, devastating problems, and they use those problems in order to then benefit others. Um, you know, there's, there's people who have lost their children and then they've set up charities to help other people um, who have lost their children. There's people who have experienced, um, you know, domestic violence and so they've then worked to help other people who are experiencing domestic violence. Um, there's people who have experienced horrendous physical um, illness and disabilities and they've helped other people to deal with these things. You know, they're, they're often in, in the media, aren't they? They're not given an awful lot of attention because media is generally likes negative stuff, doesn't it? But if we look in amongst it, there are these people, and we're inspired by that. You know, we're inspired by people who have difficult lives and use those difficulties in order to benefit others. So it is possible for human beings to use their problems and difficulties in a beneficial way, because we can see it in, in, peop in, in people in our, in our society, in our world doing that. But it's also to have problems and difficulties and to end up feeling completely broken um, and discouraged. We also have many examples of that in our society as well. So it seems like we have a choice. And Buddha would say in many ways this is perhaps our only choice. Because we can't choose if we're going to get sick. We can't choose if our partner's going to stay with us forever. We can't choose whether we're going to age. Whether, whether we're going to age. You know, we can't choose whether we're going to die. All those things, you know, they, they're going to happen one way or another. But the one choice we have is whether we take our difficult circumstances and we use that to make us stronger or we allow ourselves to become completely broken. This is what we, we have this choice.
So Buddha is sort of saying that actually, you know, because sometimes I think, and I've definitely thought this, you know, you think, oh, but I'm not as strong as that person. That person's a lot stronger than me. As if somehow, you know, people are born inherently strong and inherently weak. And it's not true, actually. It's not true. It's just that perhaps um, other people have learned special methods and techniques in order to be able to deal with those problems that perhaps we haven't. And once we learn some special methods and techniques, ways of dealing with things, our mind also can become stronger. And the first one of those techniques is accepting that it's not a weakness in ourself that makes us suffer. It is because we are human and all human beings suffer. And when I started hearing these teachings, for me, it was just like, oh, thank goodness. You know, because it's a part of us, isn't there? You know, it's that analogy of the, you know, the swan on the top of the water, isn't it? Looking so beautiful, but peddling really difficult underneath that um, people use a lot. And it's like, we feel like we're this swan trying to present ourselves, but underneath we're desperate, you know, trying to keep ourselves, you know. And occasionally we'll run into someone else who we, they say, yeah, I'm paddling really strong as well. And we're like, oh, thank gosh, you know. And it's true. And then we're up again, <laughs> you know. So, um, so once we realize, actually, you know, the, and can accept that life is challenging and difficulty, difficult for many people, then we can accept that this is normal. This is our normal. Okay? And that is important. Because how many times have you experienced problems and you keep thinking, I just want to get back to normal? I'll just, oh, I just want everything to be normal. As if somehow normal is where there's no problems and difficulties. You know, and if you are, especially if you're a family person, how is it possible forever? There's, there's always someone in the family who's got problems and difficulties that are affecting you. Do you know, it, it's all, there's, there is no normal, is there, where there is no one around you who is not experiencing difficulties and problems. So this idea, we've got to change our view a little bit, that what is normal, okay? Normal is that life is difficult. Life is hard. And once we can accept that, then we can relax. And it's amazing, actually, once we get that view, even just getting that view changes our relationship with others. Because we stop looking at the beautiful swan on the surface when we meet people, and we can see that they're actually paddling just like we are. So our relationships actually improve. So the more we train in Buddhist view um, and Buddhist techniques, then the more chance we have to be able to move gently and flexibly with our life. Now, that doesn't mean physically move gently and flexibly, like suddenly we're all sort of, you know, walking around like that. It's that mentally we start to move in a different way. Because our mind moves in relation to what we're experiencing, doesn't it? So if someone comes to me and says, well, here's a lovely present, and I open it, I think, oh, that's wonderful. There's a movement in my mind, isn't there? Yeah. If um, I get a phone call and, so, and it's, oh, you owe hundreds of pounds, my mind moves, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, there's movement in my mind, yeah? So the mind is continuously moving, it's changing, it, it, there's a whole thought processing going on. Now, what we need to do in order to cope with life is to keep this thought processing quite light and not holding on to any negative thoughts and feelings. Now, this is really hard for us as human beings because as soon as life is challenging, what happens to this inner voice? It becomes very negative, doesn't it? 
And it starts to, it's a voice of discouragement, a voice of self-loathing, a voice of self-doubt, just comes up. You know, so we might be a swan on the surface paddling really hard, but inside we've got this, you're not really worth it, you don't really look very good anyway, look at all those other swans, they're much more, they're much more beautiful than you, they've got a nicer part of the lake. Do you know what I mean? All this stuff, they, they don't really like you anyway, you know, all this. If they only really knew how hard you were paddling, you know, all the rest of it, they're all gliding. You know, you get this, don't you, this, this, um, this voice that comes. And what happens with this voice is it just creates a negative image right, of yourself, that only you see, right, so this idea, because to be honest, most people are so busy paddling hard themselves, you you don't really appear to them that much, unless you affect their life in some way, or it's just a little bit of interesting gossip or whatever, they're not, they're not really that bothered, so this, um, so we create a negative image of ourselves, and then we hold on to this, And a lot of this negative image and this voice is telling us that we can't cope, that we're not good enough, that this is only happening to us because because we're a bad person or because we lack certain this, that and the other. So we have to change that voice and instead we have to encourage ourselves. You know, we have to have respect for ourselves. We have to really encourage ourselves. And from this we can get some confidence, you know, we have to tell ourselves, because we do listen to this voice. And so if our, this voice is saying to you, you can't cope with this, you can't deal with this, you're not strong enough, everyone else is stronger than you, you. you're you useless, well, that's what we believe. And so the problem, we, we can't even deal with the problem, because we can't hear it through this negative narrative that's going on and on and on in our head. And with this comes so much anxiety and worry and tension because this negative voice is so powerful that it produces a lot of unpleasant feeling, anxiety and worry. And eventually, you know, I don't know if you've had this experience, but you can almost feel mentally um, paralyzed by it, that you can't, you just, you doubt yourself so much, you can't make any decisions at all, you know, So it's, it's a horrendous thing. But the sad thing is, it's our voice. We're doing it. We're listening to this voice and believing it and creating this image. But it's false. It's just an image that we're creating. And it actually has no valid basis. Other than, of course, we have problems. And yes, sometimes it is difficult. And sometimes we don't feel that we can cope. Okay? But everyone's the same. So we have to learn to, um, we've got a lot of bad habits, you know, of mental thinking. A lot of tendencies are ways of thinking that aren't helpful. So one of the first thing, or second thing, you need to do is to start identifying when this voice becomes active. So listen to what your voice is saying to yourself. Listen to it. Because it isn't true. (laughs) It really isn't true. So as you're moving around in the world, listen to that voice and see how often that voice actually is saying, well done, you're doing okay. It doesn't say that very often, does it? (laughs) I don't think so. It doesn't naturally, does it? You know what? You're coping here. You're doing okay. 
It doesn't. It's always telling us we can be better, you know, we should be better, etc., etc. So listen to this voice and change that narrative. If you feel inspired by this podcast, then dive deeper into the timeless wisdom of modern Kadampa Buddhism by following the link in the episode description. We look forward to reconnecting with you in the next episode of Kadampa Podcasts.